So we've been focusing a lot on obstacles to recovery, to getting sober or clean or free from whichever behaviour or activity it is that you're suffering with. And one of the biggest ones that really stops people from being able to go through with the process is the idea that it's just about stopping drinking or taking drugs or gambling. Um, and effectively through a rehab centre or through attending some 12-step meetings, sometimes usually people will experience some period of sobriety in their respective area. And what tends to happen is that in, as we discussed in previous tapes, if they have this multi-dimensional malady where it's not just a physical craving and a mental obsession, but it deeply affects their sense of who they are and their self-esteem and everything like that. Generally what happens after they stop using or drinking or engaging in that thing is they might have a period of elation, of feeling good, but usually that dips and all of a sudden they start to feel really not great. And they keep going to the meetings, um, but nothing really seems to be changing uh, except for their mood, which is actually now getting worse. And so for one reason or another, eventually they quit going to meetings and that's kind of that. The thing that people usually tell themselves in those cases is that it's not what they need because they stopped doing the thing for a period of time and yet they felt worse. And so how can this 12-step program or process or fellowship be what I need because I engaged with it and I actually ended up feeling worse. Again, it comes back to this idea of really understanding what a 12-step program is and what it isn't. The meetings of the program are essentially just that. They are meetings of the 12-step program and they're not the program itself. If one doesn't engage and actually go through that program, go through those 12 steps, they're not going to have the experience sufficient enough to change the way that they feel and think about themselves and about life that is going to improve their mood enough that is going to make sobriety worthwhile. My own experience with this was when I first started going to 12-step rooms, the guy who ended up being my first sponsor was a very, very wise man and um, he could sort of tell I, I was going to AA and he could kind of tell that there was um, something in me that was not was not good and that I was kind of on the fence as to whether I was going to keep coming or, or 
stop going to these meetings. And he came up to me and a lot of the times people say in 12-step groups, you know, you don't have to drink anymore if you don't want to, or you don't have to take drugs anymore if you don't want to, or whatever the thing may be. And in many cases, that's appealing to people, especially in the short term, especially if they've just ruined their life because of drinking or drugs or gambling or whatever it is. And in the short term, just stopping engaging in that behavior is really appealing. And so they engage a little bit in this program, in this process, and they, they stop the behavior for a little bit. But generally what happens over time is that Yes, they stop the behavior, but the thinking and the feeling about themselves, about life, turns really dark and turns really negative. And it becomes so uncomfortable that they end up going back to the substance and the behavior because they just can't deal with how they think and feel. And that was my experience. I had stopped drinking and I was actually getting worse. My thoughts were getting worse. My feelings were getting worse because I didn't have my solution. I didn't have my answer to my problems, which was drinking. Um, and so this guy who, who was my first sponsor came up to me and he said, instead of saying to me, you know, you don't have to drink anymore if you don't want to. He said something different to me. And he said, you know, you don't have to think the way that you think if you don't want to anymore. And it, kind of caught me off guard um, and I said what do you mean and he said the way that you think the way that you talk to yourself the way that your mind is it doesn't have to be that way if you don't want it to be that hit me like a ton of bricks because I had always known that my thinking and the way that I spoke to myself and my emotional regulation and all of these things were just completely not normal and had always been that way. I'd always been an overthinker. I'd always been anxious. I'd always been fearful. I'd always been had this sort of superiority complex where I wouldn't let anyone know how I really felt. And I'd always be trying to figure things out and, and would just have that restless, irritable, discontent experience inside and yet not want anyone to know about it and if I was anything when I first started coming to the rooms I believed that I was my thoughts I had no separation from who I was and my thoughts if my head said something that's just what I was in that time in that moment and I had no idea who I really was um and it was all very confusing and, and I just had so many thoughts and I had so many obsessions about people and all sorts of things going on. And this guy just, just said to me, he said, you don't have to think that way if you don't want to anymore. And I said, well, what, what does that have to do with here? Like, what does that have to do with this 12-step program? And he said, that is exactly what this 12-step program is about. He said, look at the steps. Only the first step is concerned with the substance, the behavior. All the rest of the steps, they don't mention it. And he explained to me that the program was a process that if I went through it, if I actually did it, it would fundamentally change the way that I thought. I would have this psychic change that 
was promised and that psychic change would solve my problem and my problem was my thinking and you know I had been to many many places to try and get help uh, prior to this you know I had read so many books and I'd studied all of these things and I tried medications and I'd spoken to counselors and all of these things and nothing ever really worked and for some reason when he said that to me I believed him there was something about the way that he said it there was something about the way that he looked in his eyes that I just believed that he was telling the truth and it turned out that he was telling the truth um, and I was able to get that experience by going through those steps with him and Again, that's much of the reason why I make these tapes um, in order to let other people know that it is possible. Um, and really, like I say, I think one of the big obstacles to it is is when you're new, it just none of it makes sense. It just doesn't make sense. And it's so much fixated on the substance, on the behavior, on the drinking, the gambling, the drug taking. And people talk about the thinking from time to time in meetings, but until you actually have the experience of your thoughts changing, of your perception of yourself changing, it's all just theory, it's all just words, it's all just talking. And whilst it may be somewhat relieving to hear, it's not the experience. And it's the experience that actually has to happen. And so... That guy, my first sponsor, um, was very clear on that. He was very clear that we had to engage in this process and that it was the process itself, it was the taking of the steps themselves that would bring about this change. And so I wanted to address that obstacle of, um, you know, if you've stopped the behavior and you still feel terrible, um, and if you think that stopping the behavior is, is what you need to do, to feel better and it's not working, then hopefully this will help to clear that up a little bit and give you some relief in the sense that if you've stopped the behavior and you actually now feel worse, um, I won't go as far as to say it's a good thing, but it does mean that a 12-step process is probably exactly what you need because that's exactly what it's for. You know, as I said in the last tape, Rehabs are great if you just have a physical compulsion and physical addiction. You go to rehab, you get physically separated from the behavior, from the substance, and if that's all that's going on, then you leave there and life's good. But if you have this malady which exists not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then you need to engage in this process that's going to lead to this psychic change. Um, there are obstacles along the way in being able to do that, and that's what I'm trying to do in this series at the moment is go through each of those obstacles and just try to explain a little bit, give a bit of understanding around how to view it perhaps differently so that you're able to take the next step, so that you're able to see where things might not be going well and adjust to give you that autonomy as always 
what I say is just my experience, my understanding, my opinions. I don't speak on behalf of anything. I'm not affiliated with anything. If you have any other questions, um, please do let me know if where you listen to this, there's no place to ask questions, then check it out on YouTube. You can write in the comments and I'll either answer the comment there or I'll make a whole tape answering your questions. Um, if you found this helpful, uh, please do like it or rate it, share it so that other people are able to find it. Um, and that's enough for today. God bless, take care and uh, have a good day, unless you have other plans. <laughs>